All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible Book by Book. I'm Pastor Luke. This is the book of Obadiah. And Obadiah is uh, one of the minor prophets, and uh, the minor prophets are named that because their books are shorter, and Obadiah is the shortest of the minor prophets. It's just one chapter long. And uh, there's not a lot known about the author, Obadiah, uh, what you might find, if you do a little bit of uh, a search through the scriptures, you'll find there is a notable Obadiah um, in First Kings chapter 18, um, and that's the story uh, of Elijah and Ahab, and uh, when o- Elijah had prophesied that there wouldn't be rain on uh, Israel until he said so, uh, he leaves for three and a half years and then comes back to Israel. They're searching uh, far and wide for Elijah. Um, and Obadiah is the head of uh, Ahab's household. He's a, a steward in the household of the Obadiah or in Ahab's uh, kingdom. And uh, he's the first person that Elijah comes into contact with when he comes back to Israel. And so Obadiah is a, a faithful believer um, who has hidden a hundred prophets in caves and uh, 50 in two different caves and provided for them. And uh, he comes to uh, contact with Elijah, and uh, Elijah says, I want to meet Ahab and have a confrontation on Mount Carmel, and uh, Obadiah, uh, he arranges that, although he's scared for his life because he doesn't know if God's going to whisk Elijah away again and and not be found, and then Obadiah would be found responsible for getting Ahab's hopes up. Anyway, uh, that's the whole story of of Obadiah in um, the, the, the account of 1 Kings 18. Um, so, but he's not uh, ever really connected with the Obadiah of the book of Obadiah. Uh, not likely that that's the same person. Uh, but uh, what you see in the book of Obadiah s- are some very unique um, uh, details about what the prophecy I- is really about. Obadiah is a vision. Okay, it's a it's one chapter. It's a vision of uh, things that are going to happen. And so we date Obadiah fairly closely to the fall of Jerusalem. The fall of Jerusalem happened in 586 B.C., uh, actually started in 605 B.C., and then the ultimate destruction of Jerusalem uh, where the the, uh, walls were burned and the temple was destroyed and all those things. That happens in 586 by the Babylonians. But Obadiah is sometime... Prior to that, he, he uh, has a vision of the uh, fall of Jerusalem. He, he declares it in such a way that it's an absolute, um, that it's definitely going to happen. Um, and, but the, the strange thing or the unique thing about Obadiah is that the, the prophecy or the warning is really not about Jerusalem. That's stated more as a fact, and it's kind of the backdrop of what Obadiah is really and essentially about. What Obadiah is about is the judgment on Edom uh, for its part in the fall of Jerusalem. Uh, And and what happens is, as you understand the history of Edom and uh, who these people are and where they are, they, they are close neighbors to Israel, and they're closely related to Israel. And you have to go all the way back to Genesis chapter uh, 27, actually a little bit further than that. But uh, Genesis will tell you about uh, Isaac and his two sons, Jacob and Esau. And Jacob was the one that God had favored 
um, and he's the, going to be the father of Israel. In fact, his name becomes Israel. God changes his name, um, and that the name Israel means wrestles with God. And so uh, Esau, the twin brother, who is actually born first, um, holds a grudge against his younger brother Jacob, in Genesis 27:41 says it this way it says Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him Jacob uh, he said to him uh, himself the days of mourning of my father are near then I will kill my brother Jacob so he's declaring um, a hatred for Jacob that uh, he's going to hold this grudge until after his father dies and then he'll take his revenge um, and so as the story continues, um, what you understand is that Jacob has uh, been a deceiver. That's what his name means. Uh, he's heel grabber. He takes advantage. He has stolen the birthright. He's stolen the blessing from his brother Esau. Esau uh, holds a grudge against him because of that. Um, and so the Edomites are the descendants of Esau. They settle um, in the land of Edom, which is now current day uh, the land of Jordan, um, in an area known as Petra. And that uh, Petra is an interesting, uh, unique place um, in that region where it's uh, a city built into the side of some cliffs. Um, and it's a, a very defendable area, and it's a, a quite a unique uh, looking place, and, and uh, I was able to go there a few years back when I w did a tour of Israel, and we extended the trip and went to Jordan, went to Petra, and the, the first thing that, that you see is uh, the, um, the face of, of a, uh, a, a structure that looks like a temple, um, well, it kind of looks like a bank in, in a way, but uh, what it is, is you can go back and watch the Indiana Jones in, in the Last Crusade. And when they uh, come to that uh, structure built in the side of, of, a, of a cliff, of a mountain, um, that is, is, that's that same place, that's Petra. And uh, there's a lot more to it than that. It goes way back into, deep into the, into the rocks and a lot of caves that are, are homes and, and other structures built into the side of this mountain. And so that's where the Edomites had settled. It's near to Israel, and uh, it was uh, a place that they thought was uh, um, unconquerable. And so what happens in the fall of Jerusalem in 586 is that uh, the, the Babylonians come in and they um, begin to uh, conquer and, and destroy and, and uh, put people to death and to take them captive in exiles. And the Edomites... Um, who are, again, like I said, close neighbors and closely related to the Israelites, um, they refuse to help. They refuse to give any aid to Israel. They refuse to um, give them any kind of support whatsoever. And they actually gloat over the fall of, of Israel. And not just to gloat, but they actually seek to take advantage of the situation uh, when the Babylonians um, have done what they're going to do. The Edomites hope to go in and, and continue to ransack and, and pillage uh, the land of Israel for their own gain. Um, and beyond that, they uh, have cut off some of the refugees from their support, from their help, and captured them and uh, sold them into slavery. And so the Edomites act 
very, very wickedly toward uh, their cousins, the Israelites, during this time. Um, Obadiah is prophesying what's going to happen, warning the Edomites about their, their wickedness and uh, declaring that uh, God will not um, hold them guiltless for their act of treachery toward the Israelites. Some of these things come back to ancient principles and prophecies that we see throughout Scripture. And one of those prophecies is when God declares to Abraham, he says, those who bless you, I will bless. Those who curse you, I will curse. That uh, that is a what we would call an eternal or, or a persistent uh, blessing or prophecy about how people uh, need to understand and treat the Israelites. So um, even though God is bringing about a discipline and a judgment through the Babylonians uh, to his people, um, he still is not done with his people. He's got plans and purposes that uh, he's intending for them for good. Um, he's continuing to um, continue to be faithful to his promises to his people. He's going to bring about the Messiah. Um, and the fact that the Edomites, um, they, they, tend, they seem to um, curse God's people, not seem to. They definitely are acting in, in complete uh, wickedness towards God's people. Um, means that they are um, bringing on that, that prophecy uh, on their own heads, that, that God will curse them uh, because they curse God's people. And so that uh, continues in the book of Obadiah, that, that prophecy is uh, being basically declared and, and detailed. And so the Edomites, um, they are being warned about how they ought to think about and treat uh, their cousins, the Israelites. They uh, are instead holding an ancient grudge towards them and uh, an ancient unforgiveness towards them, and uh, they're going to pay for that. Now, how they pay for that um, is, is beyond um, what uh, you see typically. And, and what I mean is that normally there's a remnant left of the people, especially with God's people, there's always a remnant. Uh, with Edom, God declares that they will have no remnant, that they will be uh, wiped out as a people. And so uh, the, the Babylonians actually attack Edom in uh, 553. So uh, not, not quite, but about a generation after um, their assault on Jerusalem, uh, they turn their attention to Edom, and uh, they are conquered. Now, that's uh, interesting because Edom was a very defendable place. Uh, Petra was a very defendable city um, or location uh, that they thought in their pride that that could not be conquered, that nobody could possibly um, assault them and overcome. And uh, because of God's judgment, um, the Babylonians are able uh, to conquer them. Um, it's going to be another about 250 years before Edom is, is completely um, wiped out. In around 300, the Nabataean uh, Arabs come in and they drive the Edomites out uh, forever from Petra, for, from Edom. And uh, we never hear from them again. Uh, the, the land is never again occupied by the Edomites, and, and they, as a people, disappear. Um, and so the principles that we see in uh, Scripture, and especially that Obadiah is, is outlining and declaring, are a couple things that I think are very important for us to, to grab a hold of. 
One is the issue of forgiveness, um, that uh, when we've been wronged, uh, we need to come to a place where we can forgive uh, those who have wronged us because in the end, uh, holding on to those grudges, it really hurts us. And uh, there's a spiritual principle in that, that God is a God of forgiveness, and God has told us that if we will forgive, then he will forgive us. Um, The Edomites do not seem to understand that concept. They uh, hold a grudge uh, perpetually, and uh, they they pay the price for that. Another principle is the principle of of pride versus humility, that the Edomites... um, they, they are prideful in how they, they approach and deal with God's people and how they think of themselves, that they don't need protection. They have all the protection uh, they need from their land. And uh, what the Bible says is that pride goes before a fall. God actually uh, declares that he is opposed to the proud, but that he is uh, near to the humble, that he is um, willing to extend his grace and mercy to those who are humbly um, willing to submit and, and uh, approach uh, God with uh, um, conviction, with repentance. And so uh, that principle is lived out and, and um, understood through the book of Obadiah as well. Um, and so what, uh, what you see in Obadiah is a very unique um, picture where usually uh, God is declaring how he is going to deal with his people. And in this sense, he's saying uh, how we all ought to uh, understand and and deal with God's people, that uh, those who oppose God's people, even though they may succeed in the short term, uh, will not succeed in the long term because they are opposing God, that God himself has declared that those who bless my people will be blessed and those who curse my people will be cursed. And uh, what we know is that Israel, um, as a people, have been um, continually, over their whole history, um, been persecuted by their neighbors and by virtually the whole world. Uh, and that, uh, that is something that God is going to, in the end, he's going to judge that persecution. Um, God also um, has declared through the New Testament that Christians are included in that. Um, in, in the sense of this, that that we are um, going to be persecuted, that the world will not accept or or tolerate, in some sense, uh, Christian people, those who are adopted into the family of God through faith in Jesus Christ, that we also will undergo persecution from the world. Um, and so, what we see in, in throughout Christian history is that there has been a persecution and a rejection. Uh, of God's people, um, from time to time, um, uh, that persecution becomes very severe. And in the last century, uh, that persecution has become very intense. And we've seen more martyrs in the last 100 years than in all the the 19th centuries prior uh, combined. So um, that persecution continues. And as God's people, and I assume that many who are listening to this podcast are, are saying and, and declaring that they are part of God's people, they're believers in Jesus Christ, um, that uh, we as, as Christians ought to uh, hold in high regard the, the Jewish people, that, that they are our brothers and sisters um, in faith, and that uh, 
at some point, we believe that they will come to a belief and an acceptance of Jesus as their Messiah, and that uh, we have a, uh, a connection with them through God's Word. We have a certain honor that we pay to them because they were entrusted with uh, the Word of God, and they were the people that God had chose uh, to bring about His Messiah, Jesus. So uh, we have uh, all the reason in the world um, to to hold them in high regard um, and to uh, honor what God has said about them, that uh, He cares for them in a unique way and that we need to bless and honor them as well. And so anyway, that's the book of Obadiah and uh, a lot of, of what it's about. And uh, I hope that that will help you as you read that uh, very interesting short book. This is your Bible, book by book.